Ball shoots safe. Smith the rebound stop. Another try. They score. Braden McNabb, his first of the year. Two to one Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Side of the net, extra passing. Smith settles. His shot knocked down. It's a loose puck in front. Now Smith scores. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. And welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. No Darren Millard, no Ryan Wallace for two more days as uh, they are enjoying the bye week. I know Ryan enjoying some family time and uh hopefully he's having a good time and he's getting him his batteries recharged and Gotta i know take care of those goats man yeah well i unfortunately they lost one last week oh that's very sad yeah well i from what ryan was telling us he or she i don't know if it was a he or she but was rejected by the mother happens sometimes yeah and i guess there was some kind of you know um i don't i don't know what deficiency somewhere and yeah. it's it's hard to get them to There's full no health reintegration there yeah it's, once it's that a, decision is yeah. made for biological reasons yeah so so unfortunately he, he did lose one last week but That's yeah i mean he, sorry i brought it up I, well no i mean it's okay i love baby goats i love watching videos with baby goats they just jump around they don't look like they should have hops but they do and <laughs> it's just the way that they move i like it you know what's funny we there, there's certain animals that you you like, mm-hmm. right? Like they're cute. Otters are cute, and dolphins are cool because hippos are cute. Except they're like literally the most deadly. Animal yeah, on this like earth. like you you read about like the the, the animals that cute cause the most deaths. Yeah, it's not hippos. like tigers or no. or, ti- or lions. It's, Crocodiles. Yeah, hippopotamus. Dude. You see one of those coming at you? It's probably too late. They look so friendly too. Like know, you just want to go up. It's the ears. Yeah, but it's like, like it's the little, little snout, the little yeah. nose that just sticks out of the water. Snout. Have you seen those things? <laughs> I've seen some videos of people feeding them full watermelons, and it's just like a yes. marshmallow to us. I I was it's at unbelievable the unbelievable the jaw strength. I was at the San Diego Zoo a couple years ago, and the mother hippo had just given birth to the baby hippo. Oh my god, I would have lost and it. And they had the baby hippo in the tank with the mom. Oh. It was like the cutest the thing. The death machine just swimming I know. around. And you're thinking one day if, if he wasn't yeah. in captivity, he would grow up and he would probably eat somebody. Well, that happens in captivity too. Have you seen yeah. blackfish before? I, You know what? I, I have All not seen that. But I had my – once once that came out, I kind of had my protest about – SeaWorld and, and all that sort of stuff. But you haven't seen it. No, no. I, I But you still showed up to protest. That's what I like about you, chap. You're like, listen, oh, we, I, there's certain box checked in, in terms of we shouldn't be doing this. I'm there. I'm well, there. That's I all mean, the information pe- I need. People, people I know and people that I like were, oh, were like telling me about it. And yeah. I'm like, you know, the abuse that, that they put Shamu yep. through. And, well, and the one that went off was Tilikum. That and was the one that was, was that the one that, that killed, killed the woman? The trainer. Okay. Yep. And. We find more out about the world that surrounds us and the other living beings that happen to share the same space with us. But we know that the orca whales, I don't use killer whales because that's disrespectful in my book, orca whales, that they're extremely emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Well, like when they, they have footage of those first generations of whales that they were taking out of the ocean for SeaWorld and just how distressed they have all these distress calls from the mothers that are in the ocean just 
their babies got taken away. Gosh, this is such a great way to start this show. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> switch gears. Uh, by the way, I always think of that episode of The Simpsons yeah. where the dolphins, Lisa frees one of the dolphins. It's like a free willy yeah. thing, and, and she frees the dolphins, and the dolphin goes back to all the other I dolphins know. in the ocean yeah. and comes back, and That's they, a great part they about take it. over yeah. <laughs> the world. Free those animals. Yes. So we are live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 Beltway, home of the... Woo! There we go. Lindsay with the keeping the integrity of Correct. the woo. I know it's expected of me. Yeah, well, only one more only one more woo. This week. Although I, I will probably be taking vacation at some point. <laughs> Come on. We don't get vacation at this level. Well, you know better. You know, I, I have, I, I took some time off in October because I, I went to go took see. Took your kid to go see all Notre the Dame. fancy schools. Yeah, right? we went to Notre Dame yep. and we went to Northwestern. I, I got the enjoyment out of going to the Notre Dame UNLV football game because even though I'm not a Notre Dame fan and I am a UNLV alum. Only the worst people are. It was, what, UNLV alums or no, Notre Dame fans? No, Notre Dame fans. <laughs> but. The moment you park your car and you start walking on that campus, there's just something magical that you know you're walking and you you, you the indoctrination. Wa- yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, I, I was raised Catholic. I know all I about that. I went to Catholic college too. I partied with the monks. Everybody's uh, hey, got you, the best intentions. You know, there, there's a reason why the monks in Belgium make the best beer. Oh yeah, man. best beer in the world. I'll tell you what. You want to go through a pack of cigs quick? You just drop it off at a monastery. Those guys go through darts like nobody's business. Well, what's funny is I my my ex wife her cousin is a Buddhist monk in Taiwan. Oh yeah. They're not a, they, they she, a she's monastery. not she's not as fun as the monks no. I met when I was in in Europe. But it's a, it's a different path of light they walk. Yeah. yeah. So, uh we are talking today. We're going to open up the phone lines if you want to call in 702. Full range of emotions clearly today as we're still dealing with the aftermath yes. of yesterday's news yeah. regarding 702-876-1340. We want to get your thoughts on where do the Golden Knights go now? Because we we got the news yesterday. Mark Stone is going to be out indefinitely is the word that's been used. You know, indefinitely is one of those words that it sounds like it's going to be a very long time. And it and could it, be. And it sounds like it's a very long time in which there is no definitive return date. You know, a lot of times you might hear, oh, he's going to be out six to eight months. And you, you, you get that, the six to eight months, right? When Max Pacioretty tore his Achilles tendon playing for the for the Carolina Hurricanes, in one of those early, early practices, we knew he was going to be out at least six months. That was the prognosis, right, when Max had his Achilles injury. Right. We, we were told right away, six months. He came back before six months. But Ill-advised, if you ask me. Yeah, it, it seems, certainly seems that way. There's a lot of guys way. rushing back from these injuries that you would expect for long periods of well, time, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's just like a high ankle sprain if you actually took the time to heal that one, but it's expedited in that particular Well, and in the case of Max, I, I get it, right? He plays for a Stanley Cup contender. He's a UFA at the end of the season. Yep. So he wants to go out there and perform, and, and I think... Athletes are just, and you know, because you you weren't, you know, you 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 performed at a very high level, so you you know mm-hmm. what these guys go through. Nobody was ever going to tell me when I was comp- competitive, 
you're you're not going to go out and, and run today. But you're not going to race you're today. You're not always the best judge of that. Yes. Though. And that's the hard part because ultimately it should be his decision or my decision or your decision to do with your body. But yeah. sometimes that leads you to make ill-advised decisions like rushing back from an injury or not reporting an injury in general or, or pushing it off until it gets to a point where you can't ignore it any longer. Yeah. So I, I, I know there's got to be some, some emotions from the listeners, from the fans. Yeah. and. Should we start? Should yeah, we open yeah. it up? All yeah. right, we got Steph first. What's up, Stephanie? Hi, how are you guys doing? Uh, well, we're, we're, we're good. We're, we're really we're dealing, good. dealing, Steph. Yes. Are you dealing? We've got some copium I'm, in the in the, uh, yeah, the studio. Coping. Yeah, coping. Yeah. is probably a good word. Um, I Man, it's dang hearing that yesterday. Like, you know, obviously, first and foremost, really wish the best to Mark Stone um, because beyond it being an injury and affecting his season yet again this year, like, this is going to affect his life. It's your back. Like, it's pretty mm-hmm. important for literally existing as a human being. So, you know, just best wishes to him. You know what? No matter how long it takes to recover, I'd rather him be back 100% and be able to live his life off into his golden years than to rush it back and have back problems forever. Um, but then when it comes to the night. Right. Um, there's no replacing Mark Stone. Like it's not going to happen. There's no player out there that they would be able to get that would replace Mark Stone. So in looking to fill that gap that he has left, I think that it would be well advised to not attempt to replace Mark Stone, but complement the players that we have. Like, don't go out and try and get the big fish that's going to be the Mark Stone because eventually, like, we're not going to be able to pay to, you know, Mark Stone and someone that would be, you know, comparable replacement. Great point. Um, Yeah, so just find people that are going to compliment Jack Eichel, compliment Chandler Stevenson, compliment Bill Kessel, whoever it is that they need, they feel they need to really activate, compliment those players. Like, don't don't try and find a new Mark Stone. You're not going to. But let me ask you do, you, do you think this is a playoff team without Mark Stone? I I mean, I I want to think the best, obviously. Like, yeah, I don't of course. Like, no, yeah, yeah. We're garbage and we're awful. Um, I think that if they can find somebody who can play well with Jack Eichel, and if Phil Kessel continues the trend that he started right before the All-Star break, I think it's possible. Don't you I think hate it's that? Much Harder. He started it. He got on that trend right before the bye week. Like, like I, I, I don't I'd know. I'd rather him get on a trend and stop it than not get on a trend at all. Personally. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. But I hope he can keep it going post bye week. But Stephanie, um, what? What? So, so you're in the camp of staying pat and not going out and making a splash, smaller bites, and and hoping for yeah. the best. Yeah, I, I think that they would be more. I mean, I'm not a GM, obviously. Like, I don't. Well, none, I don't none think of us I, are, but, but coming to me for advice. None of us but, are, but but we we certainly feel you know we all yeah. have an opinion on it. So, I I think that going after someone that is you know not a huge name, right? I, I think finding the diamond in the rough kind of players that they might not be a star, but they've been able to do good work with other players. Because I, I think right now that's kind of what we need, is we need players that can complement what we have. All right. So, sounds good. Yeah. Stephanie, thanks. Thanks, Steph. Yeah. 
Well, and it's important to note, as she mentioned, the inability that this team has to keep another big contract on the books past this season. That's why when you look at like the Patrick Haynes, the Ryan O'Reilly's, the chance of them re-signing here oh, it's, is very it's slim impossible to none. Almost. And the and you have to give up assets to go get one of those players, even though they're going to retain half the salary. If you're talking about Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves or one of those big players that where where the team can hold on some of that salary, but you're still going to give up stuff to get them. And this is a team that has made that decision often by trying to supplement their immediate future rather than their more distant one. And maybe nope. I, based off of what Steph is saying, and I kind of agree with her, I don't know if this team has shown enough signs to be like, we have to put it all on this group. Now, what if, and this is obviously a big what if, but what if you know that you're going to have a healthy Mark Stone at the beginning of the playoffs, but he won't be able to play a game prior to the playoffs? At that point, do you go out and get the big fish? Do you go out and make a move for Patrick Kane or or Jonathan Taze if you can? I'm not sure because you could say, well, he's going to be back for this time. And we don't we can't make that call. Yeah, we really can't even even by the trade deadline. That's too far out to be like, we're going to hope that the stars align and and go from there. And like I said, I, I think it's a prohibitive decision just based off of what they've given away as of late. And. And but then again, maybe we're a few weeks into this, and they're they're ripping it off. They're they're on fire. They're scoring at a high rate of speed, and then all of a sudden, maybe this is a team worth investing to the highest dollar. But there's also different pressures that cause people to make different decisions. Like we don't know how much pressure K Mac is under in terms of getting this team going. He's had a lot of changes, a lot of power, and all that other stuff. And so, it this team was built to be a deep playoff contender, and they're not performing to that fact right now. Certainly not Mark the last Stone. ten games, no. right? And so it's hard to say, well, even if he's back and you assume that he's going to be able to implement himself right away and integrate without any problems, that's a huge task to ask someone who's coming off their second back surgery in less than a year. Yeah, that's it, it is. And uh, do we have anyone else? Yeah, with- we do. We have, we have Mike. All right, Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, uh, people who listen to this show and the post game must think Stephanie and I are somehow uh, in cahoots, or yeah. we listen to each other. And <laughs> click you got, off are you guys other. texting each other? I've only I'm met calling. Stephanie once, and, and by the way, Steph, you got you're always at City National. Come by and say hi. At one of these practices. Yeah, Goldie. Game. Goldie wants a pet, right? Yes, Goldie would love to be petted by Stephanie. I think she did it the one time. <laughs> yeah. But you know how it goes. He, she gets lonely. Not Stephanie, Goldie. Mike, how how old is Goldie? Goldie just turned six, and she is ready. Uh, we have posted enough videos where she is more than ready for practice to start again. That's for sure. <laughs> When we don't take her to the games, it's too loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. No doggy yeah. ears for the oversensitive, for sure. Oh, what? my goodness. It's, it's it's tough on old ears, let alone doggy yeah. ears. But, yeah, that, that's a bit much. But the, the thing with Stephanie in, in this particular case, and I love and agree with her most all the time, is that we've already seen what the Golden Knights are playing like without Mark Stone. Now, I talked about this on Monday. If we continue to let the clock tick, the Bo Horvats of the world, and I'm not saying he was the answer, not by a long shot, I didn't say that, but the Bo Horvats of the world will slowly but surely disappear. And that is not the modus operandi of Kelly McCrimmon. He goes out for the big game that he wants, he shoots, and he scores, except for Eric Carlson, which we're all grateful at one point that he did not score. Absolutely. 
but overall, now you'd love to have Eric Carlson, but you wouldn't, you know, overall you wouldn't want him. So the point is this. What if Mark Stone is ready to go in 2023, in the beginning in October? Then you have to make moves to clear enough cap space for Mr. Wonderful and Stone and Eichel at all to play together. I don't care who you get. I don't care how much you have to pay him. You worry about that next year. If you continue on this path, you may get what you're already getting, inefficient offensive play. And that's not acceptable, is it? No. And, Mike, let me ask you, because I know you're dialed in. You're at every practice. We see you all the time out at CNA. Do you feel like the window is closing? On what? On, on us? On the Golden Knights potentially winning a Stanley Cup. Yeah, of course the way. You don't go out and get Alex Petrangelo, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, and you don't. And Jack Eichel is a different story because he's twenty-five. But you don't get all of these thirty-plus-year-olds, and Riley isn't getting any younger. Nor is nor is Carlson, and and certainly not Marcia. So, so what do you think this team is going to look like in twenty twenty-seven? Yeah, and you're that, gonna look like me. That's a, that's a very fair point because every year that goes by without this team winning a championship is one year that these guys add onto their their the calendar, right? Like mm-hmm. Petrangelo at, at at the end of his contract is probably gonna be at that point where he hangs up the skates, right? Like when you look at his contract, and and who knows, right? The guy's in great shape, but when you look at his age, you look at the contract. That's probably the last big contract he's going to sign. Maybe maybe he'll have another year or two in him, but he's probably not going to sign another big contract after that. You no, know, and there's going to be a limited amount of salary cap that's going to increase anyway, so he's yeah. going to have to be more realistic. Phil Kessel became realistic real fast. Yeah, and this when- isn't like the NFL where you can just cut guys to, to, to free up salary. I mean, those salaries mm-hmm. are on the books unless you can – either buy them out or get someone to trade them. And certainly buying out a player is, as ask the Minnesota Wild how, how that works because they've got two big contracts. That well, they're, they're doing fine right now because well, they're managing it fine. They, they're doing fine, but that's the kind of thing that in the long run generally will come back to bite you. So, Mike, who do you want? Well, okay, now that's the question I want you guys to talk about. I don't want to talk about that because that's not my job. It's your job, and it's Kelly's job. So I want the best player who could replace Mark Stone and the things that Mark Stone brings to the team because Jack Eichel is not performing without a compliment to his left. He can't do it. He isn't proving that he can do it, so we better find someone who can real fast. And let me throw this in before I go and let you guys discuss. You two have added an element to the show that I don't get most of the time, and this is not a criticism at all. But thank you for the honesty and the enthusiasm that you've shown this week. We really appreciate it more than you know. Well, thank you, Mike. Yeah, we I appreciate, I appreciate you. that. Yeah, absolutely. And your participation and, and keeping us accountable for what we're supposed to provide for you guys as uh, as hosts and insiders here on the VGK Insider Show. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. And you guys come up and pet Goldie your next practice. Will okay? do. Ab- absolutely. Hands. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, Mike's a great guy. And his dog is, is so pretty. She's such a cute dog. Well, and I'll answer just the, the quick answer for him um, before we move on to our next caller here. Because if you're looking to pump the tires of the guys that are already on this roster, I think you go out and get Patrick Kane. 
I think you go down that yellow brick road that we've paved with the flurry trade with the Robin Leonard trade to Chicago. He's always been, if there was between Taves and Kane leaving, Kane's always been the one that I think would do it first. It's a two, a contender. He doesn't have to go home. Then there's always, well, he'll go play for the Rangers. He'll go play for Buffalo. Takes a little bit pressure off of him. Mm -hmm. He has unbelievable vision. Obviously his hands are next level. And that, I think, would help a lot with some guys that are probably trying to do a little bit too much so you can free up. Hey, Phil, we're going to take you a little bit off the wall. We want you more in front, and we need you to go score more goals. Or we, we give him the green light to be that guy so not everybody is trying to bail out the boat while trying to row at the same time. Yeah, Patrick Kane is a name that that jumps off the, the, the charts, obviously. Um, now, the, the question would obviously become, in that case, what are the... Chicago Blackhawks looking to get in return because obviously they know that there's going to be a lot of suitors. Right. But they're also trying to do right by their player because both of him and uh, Kane and Taves both have no movement clauses and right. they have to go to the team to ask for it. And so right. if they ask for it, they're going to get it done for them. And we know all that's about a di- that's a different thing. That's we, a different element. To we know consider. all about those no movement clauses in well, in the, the NHL, in the NHL yeah, yeah. especially through the odds. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I wonder, because Kane obviously has that, that no-movement clause, I wonder if Vegas is one of those teams that are on his list of places he would not want to go. Why would he not want to come here? Well, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, right? And, and the other thing is, when he so he revises that list every single year. Right. We, well, we, if we, you have a list to turn in, we we found that out with with Dodonoff that these guys are supposed to have if a they list. They have a list to yes. turn in because some of those guys have contracts where it's so, like eight teams for the no move clause. I'm just I'm just spitballing here, but Patrick Kane potentially looks at knows his contract is up at the end of the at the end of this year, so he's possibly looking at contenders, and Vegas certainly would have been in that conversation. A fully healthy Golden Knights team certainly is in that conversation as teams that are contenders to win the Stanley Cup. You look at the roster, the way this team is built. There's far too much talent for someone to look at at in September and October and say, oh, yeah, they're, they're not a contender. So if Patrick Kane wants to win one more cup, I would imagine Vegas would be one of those teams that he's willing to take a trade to get to. Now, I, I say this having zero knowledge. I'm just... Throwing it out there, though, if if I'm Patrick Kane, the way I'm looking at it, I'm Vegas, great fan base. You get to play in a full arena every night. You get to play with some incredible players like Alex Petrangelo, Jonathan Marcheseau, obviously Jack Eichel, and when healthy, Mark Stone. So I, I wonder, I wonder, who's up next? Joe. Hey, Joe, what's up? Uh, hey, I, I wanted to ask... Uh, a question here. Well, first of all, I'm going to piggyback off of what Mike ended with. You guys have done a tremendous job uh, this week, uh, especially you, Miss Lindsey Brown. Your your uh, your your wealth of knowledge from a playing aspect is is really beneficial to to the show. You should you uh, so, should see the smile that is on her face, ear to ear grin. What? what why? No, I'm smiling because I just had Frank call and I hung up on him. What oh, did he say? Oh, well, Joe said that you have done an incredible job this week. Joe, why don't uh, you why don't you tell her again? No, I I just think uh, your your playing knowledge, Lindsay, is so just a tremendous aspect to the show. You know, they should. 
I, I personally think they should make you a permanent fixture on this show now. Well, it's very you nice know, of you to say, Joe. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Because <laughs> you've been so good. A- anyway, anyway uh, back to my thing. And I think Mike was kind of referring to it. But what if, uh, what if the, the trade deadline aren't buyers but sellers? Because uh, I don't see... The Golden Knights, and actually, I don't see any team from the West winning the Stanley Cup this year. The the East is really, really good this year, and I I was looking at the power rankings. I think the the top uh, six teams, one through six, are all from the East. Now let before me, you get to a West team. Yeah, I I, I I I think even Buffalo is in the top sixteen power rankings from from what I saw this morning. So. I want to ask you, because certainly that's a conversation that could be had as well. There, there is a third option here, and that's the one you just mentioned, and that's the Golden Knights are sellers at the deadline. So let me ask you, if, if you were going to move someone, who, who would that player be or, or players be if you were looking to sell at the deadline? So, so I would say Eichel and Perrin are untouchable. Can't trade either one of them. Correct. Uh, but I think, as much as I love the guys, I think Smith, I think Marchesol, you would all get, uh, you would get probably good value for it, uh, if you're trading to a team in playoff contention. Now, uh, some of those guys you mentioned, Smith, Marchessault, they do have no movement clauses, so that would make things a little more complicated, but... I, I certainly think that maybe if you're looking at this from a, you know what, we need to start rebuilding, there are potentially, there is that potential to maybe be a seller at the deadline because there certainly are players that other teams would look at and think that they can help them win a Stanley Cup. And 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 I, I think that would bode well for VGK uh, for long term so through all right, Joe, we're, 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 we're losing you, man. But You're hey, we, tunnel. We, we appreciate the call, man, and, and we appreciate the kudos. Great, yeah. great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Frank, I'm sorry I hung up on you. If you want to call back, you totally can. But I don't know how much time we have left. But maybe we could bring him back into the show later on as well. Yeah. Yeah. If we, Whatever if we, we got to yes. do, because the voices have to be heard. Right. And and I think we, we you know, the, the, the few calls we got, certainly some real interesting uh, possibilities, right? I feel like we went three different, three callers with three very different opinions. Yeah. And I feel like all of them are on the table. Everything's valid. And I think a lot of it has to do with how they show up over the course of these next two weeks. Right. We've been if, discussing. If, if you come out of the gate and you lose a bunch of games, maybe maybe you do become a seller at the deadline. If if you're one of those, those, those you know, if, if you're a team that's looking, maybe, maybe you do send a, a, a text message or make a phone call to Kelly McCrimmon if you feel like maybe a guy like I don't know who who who, who did he say Kessel or not he Kessel said Smith Smith Marsh or so yeah I mean again those guys have no movement clauses but I think I think at this point every option is on the table and and uh let's get one more call in before we uh we head to break and who we got Frank Frank the tank what's up Frank <laughs> and Hey, how's it going? You know, people actually do call me that. Like Perfect. Uh-oh. Anyway, thank you. So, you know what? I'm going to throw another name out there for you. And I've been saying this to 
I, I don't know for how long about Patrick Kane, but Logan Couture. You want to talk about a guy who I think would come right in and fit into this system would be unbelievable. I don't know what his clause is. I don't know what you know we can do with that. But, and you know, if we can go after Logan Couture, I think that would be just unbelievable right there. I mean, a name that might pop up for a defenseman, I'd hate to say maybe Nicholas Haig. You could get great value for him. I'd hate to see him go. But you know what? You know, the numbers are numbers. So maybe they'll go there. And then the other one I like to say is, you know, you know, I said Stone is the captain. You can't get rid of the captain. But this is a big deal for him. Second back surgery. What are you going to do with that? And then let's throw Robin Leonard in there. If we could get rid of, I'm sorry, Stone, Robin Leonard, would that be okay for a longer guitar? Would they want those type of players? Or or even a Patrick Kane? I mean, you throw all those names out there. I like to think what you would think about um, that, and uh, especially Logan Couture. Yeah, I, I like Couture as a player. I think... Well, he signed for $8 and, million yeah. dollars through 26 I think a name on the Sharks that, that I like is Timo Meyer. Yeah, I agree. And, and Timo Meyer is yeah. essentially a, a, well, I'd say he's a similar player to Logan Couture because he's got a little bite. He's way more shot-centric. Yeah, well, he's... That's uh, put uh, Meyer and, and Benito in a package? Send him the, over? The thing I mean, is, yeah. with, with Timo Meyer, he's got 28 goals. Yeah. So yeah. so goal. He's he's not shy about you scoring goals. Somebody who shoot first mentality. Yes. It's freaking Timo Meyer. Yeah, and he plays on the right side. Yep. So so certainly you know you could you could definitely but, need a right winger. Yep. So so Timo Meyer possibly. The question is, what is San Jose? I don't want? know about this, them taking on hurt this, players. This I, trade I don't think deadline, Arizona however, mode. Well, they don't have a goalie. Right. Yeah. There's, so, there's a few teams like that, but, but I don't think the Sharks are going Robin into Leonard. wasteland mode where they're just collecting dead contracts for yeah, teams while they're trying to the, draft. The, I think the they're other, a little bit further along The other thing that. is, if you're the Golden Knights, how much do you want to help the San Jose Sharks for a rental player? Well, how much do the Sharks want to help us well, by that's, taking that's two? The, well, the Sharks, they, they don't care, right? Because Meyer's yeah, going to walk at the end of the season. and But the, the aspect of, of that is... There's going to be this trade deadline, I think, is going to be one of the more interesting deadlines because there are so many quality players. We say that every year and then nothing happens. Well, I feel like this because I think outside of Boston, who who have to be the favorite. And, and thanks for the call, Frank. Thanks, Frank. But outside of the Bruins, who have to be the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, I feel like it's wide open. Like two through 15 could theoretically win the Stanley Cup this year. That's how that's it's how crazy it is. Always wide open. But President's Lindsay, trophies mean jack squat. We got to take a break. We do. Uh, thanks for everyone who called in. Greatly appreciate your input. We've got Justin Roth from the Vegas Police Knights who are going to be joining us, or who is going to be joining us after the break. Justin, great guy. He's coming on to, to promote a great cause that, that's going to be taking place here in the Valley. So uh, we'll hit the break. We'll be back. It's the VGK Insider Show. Chris Chapman, Lindsey Brown on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Welcome back to the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Chris Chapman, Lindsey Brown with you here. Go to a little old school with that rejoin, Bismarcky. Do you know Bismarcky? I know the name. Could not tell you any more about it. Haven't done the Wikipedia deep dive yet. His his most famous song is "Just a Friend," 
When you say we're just a yes, friend. Yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes. All right. See, I, I, I know you the know music, the song. but yeah. I can't tell you who sings it. But I know that song. Oh, baby, you. That one. That's it. Got what I you need. You got what I yes. need. <laughs> That's the one. All right. She's just a friend. Yep. So I took Blah Blah's word for it at this time. Oh, my God. He referred to the girl in the song as Blah Blah. That's nice. <laughs> All right. It really makes me feel represented. Yeah. So we are, uh, well, I think you didn't want to out her. Sure. Because I'm, I'm guessing it's a true story. Uh-huh. So we are being joined now by Justin Roth from the, I got to make sure I get this right, because he, I, he texted me. He didn't want me to be formal with the introduction. So Justin Roth from the Police Knights hockey team. What's up, Justin? Hey, Chris. How's it going, Lindsay? How are you? We're we're good. Well, I'm good. I I, I should speak for Lindsay. We're dealing with the aftermath. Yes, we're dealing with the fallout from yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for the Bismarck heat lead, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, not not no problem, man. So how did (laughs) how did you take the news with Mark Stone yesterday? You know, it was kind of a half relief for me because I don't want a less than 100 percent Mark Stone out there. You can see how that gets into trouble sometimes, and I felt like either like Martinez or. Carlson was going to become a cap casualty on like a trade to make room for a guy like Kane or Tarasenko. So this kind of gives us the ability to still have stone in the playoffs and then get one of those marquee uh, wingers to uh, really unlock, you know, the wolf and uh, Jack Eichel. So you're, you're, you're on board with the go all in at the trade deadline. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we've had, we had a, a couple calls in the first segment and it seemed like everyone had a differing opinion on that, but uh yeah, I'm. I'm still not sure where where I fall yet. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna take the wait and see approach until see how they they play after the deadline. But I feel like there's certainly a lot of options for for George and Kelly here after uh, we get rolling again. But Neil, you've seen what you've seen what Jack Eichel can do when he has you know a winger like uh, Mark Stone on his side, and you know Mark Stone's a pass first guy, but then all of a sudden you put a guy like Patrick Kane, who is probably one of the best pass first guys in the league over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, or a guy who can shoot like Tarasenko, and it just opens up a whole new dynamic for your team. I mean, I'm really looking forward to what seeing what they do at this deadline. Now, we, we, we got you on because Guns and Hoses is back. The police, yes, Metro, Metro against, uh, is it Clark County Fire Department? It's not Las Vegas, right? It's Clark County? Well, it's, it's actually, so uh, I think they have some guys from Henderson, from Las Vegas, uh, City Fire, and also from, uh, from County. Okay. And and uh, it's it's is it all Metro or is it also is it Henderson and and maybe Boulder City guys as well playing with with you well, guys? So our group's really big. We have like seventy five, eighty guys. Uh, we only have uh, about twelve or thirteen playing on our side, and we have uh, a guy from NHP and uh, a couple from North Las Vegas uh, to complement our guys from uh, from Metro. Now I know you were trying to recruit Ryan to come out and play with you guys a, a few years ago. Maybe <laughs> you, you you know my. The guy who normally sits in the seat I'm in, he might be up to, to join you guys out there one night. Listen, I, I ask Ryan all the time to be a part of these charity games or even just to our Sunday skate. I used to play with Ryan 15, 10 years ago in that time span, and uh, I haven't played with him in a really long time. I'd love to get out there again and play with him. That's how I met him. I met him through playing hockey out here in the men's league in, in Las Vegas, and uh, he, he, he won't say it. But he's actually a really good skater and a really good player, and I want to see where that skill has progressed in the last 10 years. He'll say down, but I don't think yeah, Progression's <laughs> probably a strong word for that, but, but a great event that you guys have on the dock at February 11th, 12.30 p.m. And it's not just for you guys to go out, you know, get the rivalry juices going and, and, and just compete, although it's certainly part of it. 
But there's also an element where all the proceeds from this game are going to go to benefit a family. Detective James Peacock, who passed away a few months ago from cancer. I know that memories for people that we care about can kind of randomly pop up. But do you have a story that you could share about uh, Detective Peacock with us today that kind of illustrates what he meant to you or, or what type of person he was? Well, you know, I, I you know, obviously Jameson was a uh, was a detective on the department for a long time, and I never worked with him in any type of professional capacity. I only played with him uh, hockey, and I'll tell you this: you know, he's he's missed because he's a great guy, and he's even even you know even more so a lot a lot of the ways. Well, not even more so, but equally uh, as a defenseman, he was probably one of the best defensemen on our team over the last ten years. Um, an amazing hockey player had such passion for the game, but even more than that, he had passion for his family, passion for his job. Um, you know, that's all he talked about. And uh, it's great to have something that brings, you know, keeps his memory alive, but also, you know, his, his family's going to be a part of this. His wife, daughter, son, and mom are going to be dropping the puck, so the ceremonial, ceremonial first puck uh, at the game. And, uh, you know, that's important for them to know that, you know, we are trying to keep his memory alive. And uh, and do something you know just great for them and and great for the community to see you know two really good hockey teams uh, facing off against one another and you know what maybe there might be some animosity maybe not we haven't played in about six years so we'll see but uh, it's always a fun game when when the police and fire uh, square off in any capacity. So what kind of defenseman was he? Was he a great pass first guy? Was he a hip check guy? You said he's one of the best defensemen you've played with the last ten years. I mean, what what stood out to you about his game? Well, you know, he was a shutdown guy. He could shut down just about any player. Uh, very, very good skater. Uh, he's a little bit smaller in stature, uh, but you know, he never let them affect him. He had a, he had a really good stick and, uh, and a really, really hard shot. Uh, he, could, he could shoot from the point like the best of them. You know? um, I, I'm more of a stay-at-home defenseman. I don't, I don't have those offensive skills. If I end up scoring on uh, next Saturday, uh, I'll probably celebrate like it's the Stanley Cup goal. Uh, <laughs> I don't put too many in the back of the net. But uh, he was one of those guys who had that ability to play both ways, kind of like an Alex Petrangelo. Now, I grew up back east. I, I remember watching on television because it's a big deal in New York City when they have their police versus fire department oh, yeah. hockey game. It gets pretty intense. Like these guys, there, there's some, there's some, some animosity that, that, that is flowing when those two guys or two, two teams get on the ice. Can we expect some fireworks like that between you guys and, and the fire guys? Well, I don't think it's going to be quite like that. I mean, uh, you watch those games and, like, they're laying hits, they're fighting. Uh, I mean, there's three, four fights a game on those things. I don't think you'll <laughs> see that kind of animosity because at the end of the day, we do have that respect, a professional respect with each other. Uh, Elliot Jones, who's running the, the fire side from, from his team, uh, is a goalie for the the fireside and 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 Jonesy and I have played for basically since I've been here for 15 years and I love that guy, um, but you know once the you know, how you have friends on the ice in the NHL once that puck drops it's about winning it's about grinding it's about uh, getting the job done so you know there might be some checks here and there and, and they have a really great team they have a lot of really great players and, and so do we so it's going to be real fast and and real uh, real aggressive and obviously we want to get the win for Jameson and his family. Uh, and I'm sure they're not going to let us uh, walk all over them and get that done. So it's probably going to be pretty competitive. Justin Roth with the Police Hockey Nights team here with us promoting Guns and Hoses, which takes place February the 11th. Uh, you know, we're, it's obviously for a great cause. Yeah. 
And, you know, one of the other things that is really great about it, you know, we, we were, uh, I've been talking with my representative over there at Henderson Silver Knights, who's at the Dollar Loan Center, uh, Hilton Brown. He's been amazing with Henderson. And uh, we've actually kind of done a cross-promotion with Henderson Silver Knights. So if you buy a ticket for this game, uh, which you can get in our, bio, uh, our, uh, our bios at uh, LV Police Knights on Twitter and Instagram, links for the uh, tickets are there, or you can buy them at the door. Um, but uh, if you buy a ticket, you get a free ticket for every ticket purchased to a Henderson Silver Knights game of your choice for this season. All right, Justin, last one before we let you go. Just speak about the relationship that the Golden Knights have with the, the, the Metro or with Metro, because obviously I, I hear the commercials running during the games mm-hmm. where they're, they're recruiting officers, and then obviously the, the, uh, the team wore a patch for Officer Ty. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of speak about the relationship real quick. Well, you know, they've been on board with our department since day one. Obviously, October 1 was huge. Um, they really band together with the city um, and first responders. Uh, from day one, they did a first responders clinic with us. Um, you know, they flew our captains out to Lake Tahoe to watch the Tahoe game when that was happening. Um, they've, uh, you know, Mark Stone last year bought a, uh, a suite for Shane Nicolonis, the officer who was shot in the head in 2020, who was paralyzed, uh, for him and his friends and family to watch a game. Uh, everybody in this team, uh, you, you know, past and present has been amazing ambassadors for the city, and that includes for our first responders in the police department. All right, Justin, where can people get tickets for this? If you go to uh, at LV Police Nights on Twitter and Instagram, look in our bio. The link is there. Uh, follow the instructions. Pick out the game you want to go to uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights, and uh, hopefully we see everybody there. All right, man. Thanks so much for jumping on with us. Hey, I appreciate the time, and uh, and thank you guys uh, so much for, for getting out the good word and keeping Jameson's uh, name alive out there. Yeah, n- not a problem, man. Anytime, anytime. Awesome. You guys have a good day. Yeah, you too. That's Justin Roth from the – Police Hockey Nights joining us. Guns and Hoses taking place uh, next weekend, February the 11th, out of the Dollar Loan Center. Yeah, and uh, benefiting again, Detective Jameson Peacock, who passed away a few months ago from cancer. His family's going to be involved, and so very, very worthy cause and worthy people to go out and support. Yeah, I, I have some Metro officers in my family, so obviously it's it's something that, that is important to, to not only me to promote that mm-hmm. as much as we can, but... You know, also to get Justin on the talk about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We are going to take a break. Lindsay's Musings. I think that's what we're calling it. We're workshopping it. Let's just say that. <laughs> the cue cards. Yeah. Uh, we. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Oh, I didn't realize this is what we were working with today. I'm here for this. No Darren Millard, no Ryan Wallace for, what, three more hours? Yeah, three more hours. So it's just me and Chapman. Three hours and eight minutes. This was absolutely on the pregame playlist back in the day. Yeah, we got to dance to this. I think I'm going to dance to the studio. We have to, and this is a great way to kind of lead in to what you're calling the Lindsay's musings. Yes. I'm not a fan of that title, <laughs> but that's okay because we can't have everything perfect for our first week ever together, Chapman. We sure. Have, we've done well. Yes, yes. For, we've exceeded expectations. For two people who've never worked together before? I would say so. Yeah. You know who else I would put in this camp? Who? 
Mr. Jake Ottinger. Oh, I love Are that you guy. familiar? The Otter. Yeah, the Otter. otter. Pops, Do you know baby. where he is from? Minnesota. That is exactly where he's from. <laughs> we know how to grow him, but not how to keep him, people. And I have some notes about a game that he played as a member of the Dallas Stars against the Colorado Avalanche on the 21st of November of last year. Oh, so, that's my son's birthday. Really? Yes. It's almost like the stars have aligned, they aligned. to bring us November to this November 21st, point. yeah. So. There are so many reasons why the Otter is such a solid netminder. So early in his career, right now he's working with a 2.26 goals against average, a very healthy 9.23 save percentage, and it's all about that record, 21-7-7. But he is an unbelievable battler in space. He has a very quiet core, and he can over-rotate a little bit, which is a a problem that some netminders can kind of get into because once you kind of put yourself in one position – or you go too far one way, then you have to overcorrect and get yourself back to equilibrium to be able to make that next move. But he has a very uncanny ability to reach and try to cover up pucks without it taking him out of position to basically reintegrate, re-get back to his, his center of gravity and reload, recover into his quick twitch abilities. He doesn't have a lot of area to travel when he's tracking to his stance, just the way that he moves his feet. It's very smooth, very short. Because, again, you're trying to basically save as many milliseconds as you possibly can as a goaltender. And sometimes that's a difference of, am I shuffling too far? Should I be going six inches instead of four? That's how minute that we can get. And he's a guy that, again, is so smooth. He doesn't push his knees in as much so his blades don't dig in. And so he's just able to kind of stay upright and ready to go. Uh, an off-center, an off-kilter, an off-balance goaltender is not that great of a goaltender. It's all about setting those edges, setting those feet, and putting yourself in position to make the next save. Uh, very smooth and minimal moment movement in his lowers and no extra added pressure on his joints. Just the way that he stands, it seems like they have really thought about the amount of pressure and trauma that we put on you just think about up down up down push push and you're always down in this squat stance this is how these knee problems how these hip problems develop and I feel like the way that he is built the way that he uh, approaches his work and his crease management is not only going to allow him to be successful but it's also going to allow him to be successful for a long time yeah he's he's really really good like I enjoy watching the Dallas Stars play and it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine that they got Jake Ottinger in the twenty seven or twenty seventeen draft mm-hmm. with pick number twenty six. They took Miro Haskin in with pick three, and then they followed it up with Jason Robertson at pick thirty nine. What is Un- this? The Saints draft from like five yeah. years ago when they got Kamara and everybody else ended up starting on their defense. Yeah, I mean that's unbelievable. Some, some unbelievable, and and they they have a foundation. For many years to come, because Ottinger is is going to be a spectacular goal. It goalie. starts from the goal out. Haskinen is, is a really good defenseman. He doesn't quite get the credit he deserves because he's overshadowed by well, guys be, like Adam Fox. Well, because and he was Kale taken McCarth. before Kale McCarr. So everybody's like, how could you miss on this? But they're both very, very solid. Yeah, defensemen. I mean, he he's probably the second best defenseman taken in that draft. So It's an unbelievable draft. That's, it's that's not saying quite something. 2003, but yeah. it's, it might be close. And, and then, of course, Jason Robertson, who may score 60 goals. If I do invest in a player under 25 right now, it would be on Jason Robertson. That guy is is phenomenal. Tenacious. Like, and, and I know there were some knocks on him, which is why he fell to the second round. But kudos to the Dallas Stars for, for really, mm-hmm. A, for breaking the don't draft a goalie in the first round rule. Yes. And for taking a chance on Jason Robertson. Yep. We're going to talk a little bit about the Dallas Stars in the next segment when we come back. 
Uh, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Chris Chapman, Lindsey Brown. One more hour here on a Thursday. One-timers will also be coming up in hour number two. We will talk to you after a few commercials.